Six-Pack Lapidot, I want to give a quick shout-out to our partners, the strength guys in this app that we have. It can be found at positionsofpower.programs with an S dot app. And the strength guys who coach people like Taylor Atwood, have you heard of him? He's pretty good. Uh, they've had several world champions, several national champions, and uh, I mean, a laundry list of records, national records, world records have been broken, etc. But they have an app with their elite level programming available, video tutorials. Uh, I mean, the whole nine, it's one stop shop once you're in here. There's a Discord where they're doing video review of your lifts. Um, to get all your lifts analyzed so you get elite level programming and coaching for $29.99 US a month. Positionsofpower.programs.app. Go there and get yourself started. <laughs> I, no, I mean, like, we talk informally on the podcast anyways, Aaron. You guys came in at the same time, dude. <clears throat> anyway, did you do your research for this young lady? What research? No, I, I have no idea what you want to talk about today. You just kind of messaged you, me and was like, hey, do you want to go on a do podcast? I. <laughs> neither do I. Aaron, you, you know what to talk about? Who is this young lady, Aaron? What you want to talk about? You want to talk about some battle that happened? Yeah, I think we might. I think we might have to. Holy frick, man. Um, well, first off, everybody, it's Kristen Dunsmore is our guest. Uh, and man, PNS was a lot of fun, huh? I enjoyed it. <laughs> but it, it was like fun again. I freaking love showing up the competitions and like seeing everybody like in the hotel lobbies, people going out like the one night there was like... 30 of us gone for dinner and just like the, all of that. I like I missed it so much. Yeah. I think, um, I think it was Pete who had like on his stories on Instagram, like, uh, like, you know, send in your takes, or whatever on different things. And one of the things I was thinking about that I sent to him was kind of like, it was nice to have it be a smaller meet with these smaller sessions. Cause we could actually do stuff. Like you could actually like see people the day of, you know, mm. talk a little bit, compete and then go out and drink or go to dinner or whatever like that. So it wasn't like, you know, you're there at the venue in the warm room from like, you know, 7am at weigh-ins to like six or 7pm through prime time. And you can't do anything. Freak man. I love these things. Like I can't like, I'm that dude. Um, when it's time to like go back to the hotel or like, fuck, I just want to keep hanging out. Like, I don't want that, <laughs> that, like those few days to end. Like I was tired and Taylor and Jonathan Garcia were like, they just <laughs> finished lifting on day one. And, um, they're like, we're going to go out to the bars. And I'm like, fuck man. I'm like, dog, I'm, I'm not feeling going out to the bars, but, um, <laughs> but I'm like, oh man, what's the next time I'm going to see everybody? And Arians going, I'm like, all right, let's, let's <laughs> it, do this. It was like, you know, day one, Jonathan wins. Obviously, he's happy. He's like, yo, let's go out and have lunch. And he's like, hey, let's go out somewhere. He was asking our Uber driver, like, where's a hot spot to go and stuff like that. So that was going like, to be me and him drinking, hanging out. Yeah, then Taylor shows up. He's like, we're going out. And he's like, Jerron, you're coming. God. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Kristen? <laughs> you get pulled into that funny business. 
Well, I competed afterwards, so obviously I behaved and stayed in that night. Uh, but I heard about it afterwards. I know that I think I saw Taylor in the lobby, and he was not feeling amazing that day. So <laughs> it was, I tell you what, he's feeling pretty damn good the night before, though, huh? I'll tell you that right now. He was feeling no pain the night before. Holy <laughs> smokes! I, I think Jonathan was the same thing too. I think it's because like. You know, they also have to like cut a little bit of weight. It was a layer weigh in, so they weren't like eating and drinking in the morning. And then you compete and then you go out and you start drinking. It hits you different than like Ryan and me. You know, we've been eating and drinking like normal. Plus, obviously, we held back a little bit more than them because we had to work the next day. <laughs> we we kept our conditioning up with yeah. drinking. Okay, is what we did. I take this seriously, Kristen. You came in prepared. Well, so did I. Okay, it, with it, all due respect. And it, prepare, it prepares us for worlds if it's going to be 10 days That's of right. drinking. I'm ready, Playboy. I'm ready for South <sighs> Africa. Every day there's a new winner, Kristen, and, and we'll have to celebrate. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting. Uh, after nationals, Chelsea and I were kind of, even beforehand, we were kind of chit-chatting, so everyone knows that she's also my athlete. Uh, which has been an interesting story. I know that you really liked to hype it up. Uh, but leading into it, we were kind of like, you know, are you going to go if you win? And we were both kind of like, nah, I don't know, maybe like probably not. Uh, but then just the vibe at uh, Nationals was something that I haven't felt in quite a long time. I think meets have been really stressful. Uh, there's just a lot going on. It's a lot of energy and being there, it was almost like a family. It was similar. It was people with like a similar um, idea of, you know, I don't, we like similar aspirations. Mm. And um, so it was a, it was a nice feeling. And, uh, I think afterwards when it happened and then, uh, obviously both Chelsea and I got our invite, uh, <laughs> we were like, so are you going to do it? I'm like, yeah, probably. And she's like, I thought you weren't. I'm like, yeah, I know. But just the, like the, the vibe afterwards, I was like, yeah, I mean, plus it's South Africa. I've never been. So it'll well, be fun either way. Like let's okay. So we'll back it up a stitch for any, for everyone listening. Um, cause your story is a pretty freaking good one and, um, it's super duper relatable, not even just for like the powerlifting, but like period, man, people are going to, your life is like, you have all these ideas and grand ambitions. And then sometimes you could do everything you need to do to punch your ticket. Like you came through the hardest nationals to win is the U S nationals for sure. In any nation, if you could pick a nation that's probably got the toughest nationals to come through, you came through the U.S. nationals and, um, and punched your ticket for the 2019 IPF World Championships by winning those. And you think like life isn't always, um, you know, you work hard, you win and like you earned your piece and, and there you go. It's like you got thrown a curveball with an injury and this is fucking life sometimes where it's like it's not always fair. It is bittersweet. And like things like this are going to happen in the bigger picture. Everything ended up okay. But like there was a part of this story that was tough, man. And I talked about it in that post where I was like, <clears throat> I remember telling you in, in DMs, I was like, I know how hard U.S. nationals is to get through. And I was mm -hmm. like, Kristen, and there are killers in 72s. 
you know, 72 doesn't, is, doesn't even exist anymore. But I was like, Kristen, like, I don't know. Like, this is, if you can get through us raw nats, like you got to go, you, you may never have this opportunity again in your life, like to say no. And then um, when you showed up in Sweden, it was like, it was tough. I remember as a commentator, I was like, this is fucking hard. I was, you, I'm going to let you tell the story, but I was like, this is very, very difficult. And then um, I felt like a level of guilt being like, fuck, this is, you know, I felt bad for a minute. This wasn't how your story, I'm so happy this is how your story ends. Um, and your story got real good. And PA Nats will talk about <laughs> that in a minute. The whole storyline was beautiful. But um, it was in a good story. There are, this is a chapter that needs to happen. And when it's happening, you could be like, why? I may never get back here again. I did so much. I did everything right. I earned this. You know, and, and maybe you, you could talk a little bit about like going to Sweden after winning U.S. Raw Nats, USA across the chest in the debilitating injury you ended up having. Yeah, so I think, so you're talking about 2019. Right, yeah. Raw Nationals, um, which, yeah, I think um, at the time, so I was going, so I actually, for this year, I actually totaled the same that I did in 2019 and five kilos less than what I did at nationals last year. Um, but the, so the thought process behind that is, you know, depending on who I'm competing against and obviously with everything that's kind of happened with powerlifting in the U S people have decided to go different routes. So I chose to stay in powerlifting America so I could compete again at IPF Worlds. Um, and so based off of my competition, who happened to be also my client, um, I had to essentially total more than her. So come Worlds, uh, obviously there's going to be a lot more competition, uh, not even just with Chandler Babb, who competed uh, and won last year and kind of dethroned Kimberly Walford for the first time ever. Um, mm -hmm. And now this year, it's uh, the girl uh, from Norway. I mean, she's just so it, it's Mark, more yeah. at an international level, uh, at least for our weight clash, I would say that it's more competitive. And hopefully uh, I can display my feet of strength there more so than at nationals um but yeah in 2019 so I was at nationals I was still having this uh glute pain which has been an ongoing issue uh almost embarrassingly to say about over three years now so that's just been a interesting situation that I've just been trying to manage over the years. And I think that one of the biggest issues for me is not necessarily my strength is a limiting factor. It would be my, the sensation of pain. Um, so it is what it is. I need to manage that. Hopefully one day I can get that under control and really uh, have a meet that I know that I'm capable of. But in the meantime, I'm just going to keep trucking along. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so nationals, uh, 2019. So I ended up competing at IPF worlds and that did not go well. I ended up squatting 70 kilos. Um, and that was just because my glute was just screaming at me that day. And 
I remember my coach at the time was just like, uh, you know, you're just gonna, you're gonna squat just to, to get on the board. And mm-hmm. he was like, just Kristen, don't miss depth. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> to come back out twice for 70 kilo. Yeah, <laughs> for something like, for something stupid, like make the, you know, listen to the commands, hit depth, like don't, don't give a reason to have to, you know, go again and take a second attempt. Um, and after, yeah, so you saw that and it was a very emotional experience. I was just crying in the background because it was just like, it sucks. You know, I kind of, I trained for this. Um, you know, I, I worked for it by winning nationals that year. And then um, to feel like it was not taken away, but, you know, I couldn't perform at my best uh, on the world stage. And I had to step on stage and squat 70 kilos you know, that was a uh, quite a humbling experience. Mm. So, but, uh, I stayed in and I ended up, uh, I forget what I benched and deadlift. I know they weren't PRs, but I held my own. I did what I could. And I did not come in last place. Oh, That's <laughs> in the world too, but yeah, this yes. is true. Did, didn't come in last place and you also, you benched 110, which got you was fourth it? place. We, we, I think I remember correctly, we were trying to do 112.5 to at least get a medal. Uh, cause that yeah. would have gotten the bronze. So she ended up missing that. So you got fourth in the bench and, and I forget okay. where you got, uh, overall in the deadlift and the total. Uh, but I was just going to mention too, that kind of makes me think of like a lot of people who come into powerlifting, like after, you know, two to three years, maybe if they're lucky five years, they kind of start plateauing with their strength or they run to their first injury. And that's kind of when they're like, all right, I'm out. I'm going to move on to another sport and you never see them again. Mm-hmm. And, and I know some people might say it's easier for Kristen because she's like a national champion while she's injured. But to a certain degree, as people are listening, hopefully they hear it's harder because you have to go to Worlds. You have to travel to Sweden, be the very first squatter. And they're like, why is this lady doing that a red plate on there? And everyone else is doing, you know, 150, 175, 200 kilos. And so it's a lot more stress, a lot more pressure and everything like that to continue to stick in the sport while you're injured and rehab and stay competitive and stuff like that. But that's what people have to do is like, if, if, if you just like kind of give up as soon as things get hard, then you're never going to get through that hump and get to, you know, the progress on the other side. Like Mm -hmm. the good thing is that I was a commentator. So at least I knew, so I could like say, uh, which helps (laughs) it it helps the narrative. So so exactly that, but that's not always the case. Like to Arian's point, not everybody, you're not always going to have somebody who's given a narrative that can help out. Um, But also, if you stopped there, holy fudge, man, your story would not be nearly as good as right now. Like, can you imagine if you would stop there and that is the climax of your powerlifting career? That's how your career ended. Like, did you, at that point when you came back, were you thinking like, I don't know, man, I don't know if I keep going. Like, what were you thinking after Sweden? Uh, well, after Sweden, I was just like, I got to get this, this glute pain under control because it's just, you know, it's, it's hindering me, um, physically, but it also just from, uh, a mental health side of things, um, just my overall quality of life, um, being able to do something, not being able to do something that I love, which is powerlifting and lifting heavy and, uh, not being able to do that. It really, uh, and it still does to this day kind of mess with my, uh, overall well-being sometimes um, but it's something that just I'm trying to manage and I've gotten better at it and uh, actually this upcoming prep my current coach and I kind of have this 
uh, a really good strategy that I'm hoping is going to work. Uh, obviously, it's not ideal that I'm still in meat prep and I have to compete again in eight weeks. Um, but <laughs> I think that hopefully uh, we can kind of get this under control so that, you know, maybe I can put up something decent come Worlds. Who, who is your coach now? So Zach Robinson, he is the founder of Data Driven Strength. Um, I started working with him actually after nationals last year, and I was really interested in kind of the, the content that they put out. So um, as you know, I'm also in school to get a PhD. So, uh, so was Zach, and so they were very uh, evidence-based, and I really liked that. And um, yeah, so I, I think I reached out to Zach <laughs> later that night. Uh, I competed and I'm out with friends and I'm DMing him like, hey, are, <laughs> can we like set up a call? Because, you know, this, is, this isn't working. So um, yeah, I've been working with him and he's been, he's been awesome. So I have no, no, no bad things to say about Zach and uh, the rest of the data-driven strength growth. They've been nothing but awesome to me. I had a podcast with Zach on in the data-driven yeah. strength boys. And um, they're awesome. I they're, super like those dudes. They were not yeah. like, Arian, were you on that one? Yeah, I believe I was on that one. Um, they were not like I thought they would be. I thought they were like, like um, I saw clips of them on Candido's video and like, okay, yeah. they were, it wasn't like a conversation like this. They yeah. legit let their hair down and were like, yeah, dudes. And like on the podcast, like, fuck, I really like these dudes. Like I could actually <laughs> yeah. hang out with these dudes for sure. Yeah. You know, yep. but uh, yeah. and super, super smart dudes too. And um, I remember afterwards, the podcast drops and Lane Norton's like, well, that's it. Listen to the podcast. We're going with that to drink of strength. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. Shit, had, had a promo code. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Lane's been, uh, as far as I know, I think Lane is doing Masters, the Parlance America, like Nationals. Yeah. Masters. Yeah, is, uh, yeah okay. Um, yeah, so he was kind of, I know that he's been dealing with uh, something similar where he just has chronic pain. And, um, you know, he's been really supportive. I think after nationals, he like sent me a voice message and was just like congratulating me. And then, um, you know, kind of like understanding where I come, where I'm coming from, just, um, you know, being hurt or feeling yeah. hurt all the time. So we kind of have that uh, mutual understanding with it's each other. Almost the exact same thing happened to Lane. He won nationals, was going to go to Worlds. And um, instead of going, he had to opt out. His was really bad. Um, yeah. And he missed his shot. And he hasn't been back since. And he's like, fucking unfinished business. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where, like, that's, his story yeah. is very similar to yours. Then he ended up going with yep. the same coaches. Like, so yeah. uh, like for sure, um, when he hears your, when he sees what you did, I'm sure he's like, yeah, fucking right. Go get him. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. do this. Um and, and yeah, he'll slide in a DM with a voice message all pumped up. Like, you know what I mean? He'll do, he'll do the same with me sometimes. Sometimes we just rally each other up. We're like a pep rally in our messages sometimes. But um, yeah, Lane's back. He'll be going to, uh, so he'll do PA Masters. And then Masters Worlds is in Canada. 
and he'll be oh, really? master worlds so who knows man lane norton yeah. returning to ipf worlds if lane norton wins a world title that's a fucking amazing comeback we're gonna have to we have to look up like who his competitors are masters and what the world records are see how close he is but that that's interesting because <laughs> you're, you're seeing yeah like you said you're seeing lane come back for nationals and worlds and then recently, it's a local meet, but Mike T came back too, and he's had been dealing for, yeah. with injuries for a while, and he was doing like all kinds of variations for years and stuff like that. So it's good to see people come back, and it motivates other people. Like, oh damn, Kristen won another national title, or oh damn, Lane's going to Worlds, or oh Mike T is back on the platform after however many years it was—five years or something. Yeah, that was really cool to see when I saw him come back. That was that was exciting. I was like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Um, I <laughs> this this is another thing I'm talking about, like at PA Nats. I just ran into Mike T and like at the end mm-hmm. of the day, I'm just like puttering around be like, who's, who's getting, who's getting food. Who's doing what? And just like, I love like Mike T and the RTS crew was there and they're like, um, man, we're going for a Korean barbecue. You. I'm like, <laughs> say less, man. Do you got, do you got a, one more spot in your car? And they're like, yeah, you can hop in. I'm like, Fuck, let's go. So I just hop in their car and I'm off to Korean barbecue with Mike T and the RTS crew. Um, I like just met them all besides Mike T where the food was amazing. And then um, at the end after dinner, it's still nice out. Like, what am I going to do? Hang in my hotel room. So I'm like, you guys want to go for a walk get some ice cream down the street or something. <laughs> and me and Mike T, the crew are walking down the street, talking, slow walking, grabbing ice cream, two scoops <laughs> and whatnot. Just like chilling on the boulevard, eating. It was freaking, uh, very wholesome time with Mike did, T. Did you fit those in your macros? I made a, I made it work, man. You know what? I, I haven't stepped on the scale since I'm a back. I'm a little bit nervous, <laughs> but it is what it is. But um, that's, I know what you mean, Kristen, when it's like, you you show up at these events and it is like freaking um i don't know man it's easy just to like jump in and be like what's everybody doing what's going on tonight like one night i'm out with taylor arian and jonathan another night there was like like freaking like 30 of us packed into this one restaurant <laughs> yeah um i've never been to that restaurant bj's yeah it was, it, oh, it's geez. like a it's like a brew house and, and restaurant. It was the only place like, that I guess uh, Calvin could find that could take all of us. But yeah, next thing you know, we have like six tables lined it, up of it, all Joey Flex's lifters plus me, you, <laughs> Matt Gary, Gavin Aiden. Yeah, it was wild. Chris, and it was like this Calvin um, from Joey from Joey Flex's team was like, um, all right, how many of us is it? It's like 15 of us. All right. So he's calling around. Can you do 15? You can do 15. Okay. And then like every five minutes, fuck. All right. There's 18 of us. Hang on. And then calling around because so then the list of like restaurants that take us a 15 was like pretty good. By the time we got to like 20, 25 and like we were at the restaurant, more people coming in. There was like BJ's and BJ's is like, you guys are going to make our night with like this. This bill is going to be ridiculous. Um, Not only was it like 20 to 30 people, but it was also like. Jesus and Pablo and Mikey Davis and Enrique. <laughs> even even Gavin had like two appetizers and two meals and like a dessert. I was like, geez. I wasn't playing either there, man. I I, I, I smashed some a day's worth of macros in that city. Uh, I was Holy gonna mention the I was gonna mention the Alico barbecue was fun too. Like I didn't realize that they were gonna throw this little event for us, and then they're like, Yeah, we're having this free barbecue. And I thought it was gonna be like 
for coaches and referees and lifters. And they're like, no, invite everyone, bring your family and everything like that. So that turned out to be fun. Everyone hanging out and stuff like that. And uh, I ended up at like, you know, a table with Mike T and John Garofano and Matt Gary. We're talking about like Kurt Kowalski stories and world stories like that. So that was pretty cool hangout. That Alico barbecue was actually super cool. I really enjoyed that. And I you got all... some of those uh, the Alico cookies. <laughs> oh, dude, Krista, how many did you get? Because oh, I God. got <laughs> you. Did you pack your purse? Yeah, I had one cookie, and I was like, "Holy shit, these are really good!" So, like for the audience, they. I, they're just like regular sugar cookies, but they had the Alico in uh, love. Logo, they had a lot of love in them. Oh, it was so good. And then so they kept coming around like, hey, do you want a cookie? And so every time they came around, I just kept taking one. So I actually think I still have one uh, in my uh, pantry. That, oh, <laughs> that, that's their new business. <laughs> yeah. God. So, Freaking. Um, so good. This, they, they had these like little girls handing them out, right? And um, I remember the little girl was giving me grief for going for two and like just shaming the shit out of me for coming. Didn't you already have a cookie? And like, 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 yeah. are you sure you're going to have two cookies? Like shaming the shit out of me only to find out she's given like three or four to everybody. She just wanted to bust my chops a little bit. She's, she's I'm like, giving- what a sassy little thing. I respect the shit out of it. And I was, she ended up giving me like four that night. She's like, I don't yeah. know. I'm just busting your chops. She's like, sees Kristen. She's like, here's five of them. She sees you like, you sure you can have two? Are you sure like- you look a little flat. You look like you're retaining some water in your face, though, huh? But, uh, but anyway. she was a hustler. She uh, she was like trying to. Um, what was she doing? Oh, so like all the food and drinks, they were free. And um, so she comes up to me. She's like, "Do you want a drink? It's a dollar." Oh, oh. shit! Wow. See, they thought yeah. I love this kid. Who is this sassy little kid who's like hats off to her? Well, well, one of one of them was the owner's daughter because like while he was like talking and stuff, she was like running around swinging on the bars, and he kept like telling her to stop, but she didn't care. She was just doing her thing. Dance to her own beat, man. But but that but that was great. Like free barbecue, free drinks, including alcohol. You had the little photo shoot thing, the mariachi band, the the comedian, (laughs) uh, the cookies they gave out, and everything like that. That was great. And um, dude's brother uh was a stand-up comedian and i was like oh damn stand-up comedy is the toughest it's super duper hard i listen to some podcasts with like comedians like obviously joe rogan's a comedian but he has like tons of like comedians on and stuff and like they talk about how difficult it is like i've i do public speaking it's not comedy but you have to like to get in front of people and do public speaking is tough right when that's all they do is come here the crowd just stops and looks at you and you got a microphone and like, I've done like motivational, like talking and speaking, whatnot. And it's, um, it's tough, but comedy is like, you need them to laugh. And when they don't laugh, it is the worst. Like, Holy fuck. How do I get out of this? Oh my God. It's been two minutes. Nobody's laughed. Oh my God. It's been three. Like, it's so tough. It's the toughest. I've heard like people talk about just how difficult comedy is. So when Mame got up there, I mean, he was, he's early goings, right? He's at, his, he's at his brother's barbecue doing, doing comedy and it's a tough crowd. These are all power lifters watching him. He had a couple hitters in there, you know, like he's not like, you know, he's not going to be selling out arenas or nothing yet, but he had a couple hitters in there. He had a couple of, I was like, okay, all right, man, <laughs> you doing your thing. It takes guts, man. It takes guts to do it. Hats off to the guy. He had a couple of good ones, but um, so, and I also want to talk to you. So Kristen, uh, Lee, how did you and Chelsea end up working together? <laughs> 
So Chelsea initially reached out to me uh, just through Instagram and was just like, asked me if I was taking on clients that she was interested um, in getting back into powerlifting. So she competed as a, a 72 and um, she was strong. Uh, but I think she was kind of dealing with something similar. So she was having back pain. I think she ended up getting surgery for it. So she had a, a spinal fusion, uh, took a few years off. And then I guess end of 2021 was like, all right, I, I think I'm ready to get back into it. Uh, reached out to me. And when we were first talking, uh, I think, I don't remember how the conversation went eventually, but it was like kind of, okay, well, what are some meats? And uh, Chelsea lives in Austin. So I was like, well, Powerlifting America Nationals is in Austin. And I don't think she was, she realized what it was at first. She was just like, oh, it's like a, okay, I don't, I don't care what federation. I'm not married to any of them. So uh, yeah, that sounds fun. Um, it's in my hometown, so I don't have to travel and, you know, just kind of have fun, you know? And then uh <laughs> As we're getting closer to it and, um, you know, she's feeling good. And I think, um, leading into it, uh, you know, her, she's starting to, I mean, she started progressing really fast. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I think that she's going to be able to put on a significant number of kilos onto her total between nationals and worlds. Uh, but I think it was kind of the same thing where she went to uh, PA Nationals, kind of like this is the the camaraderie, like this is uh, I haven't felt this in a long time. This um, and then this like uh, motivation to do well. And so afterwards, um, especially right after when she got the invite, I think that kind of at first she was kind of going back and forth with it. And um so she sends me a message and she's just like, you know, did you accept it yet? Uh, I got an invite. I'm, you know, I don't know if I should take it. And uh, obviously I, I told her, I was like, well, I'm biased. Obviously I want you to go, but you know, I, I want you to want to do it. And so I said to her, um, you know, what are your reasons for not wanting to go? And the reasons that she kind of gave herself, she, I think she made a post about it saying that they were soft reasons. Uh, she was not ready. She didn't feel confident. Um, uh, I, something along those lines and, you know, kind of like same thing that this is an opportunity. How many of these opportunities do you have? Uh, so if I turn it down, I may never get that again. And, um, yeah, so her and I are both going to South Africa in June. Yeah, it, it's funny how she's like, um, I'm she's so not, into it. Well, well, so leading into PA Nats, I remember talking to you like in the DMs when I, she was like, I'm lacking confidence, I'm not into it. But I remember she was like posting pics, looking dope, yeah. looking ready smashing and i'm like she's posting pics where she's for sure confident and i'm like yo she looks confident she looks like she's on point ready like like confidence was an issue and she was like her numbers were moving um so when this was happening like the funny thing is so her perspective initially if initially was I'm just going to have fun hometown Mm -hmm. let's see what happens no 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 even not even looking at like what this means and that sometimes is might make it easier because if you're like oh this is my ticket back to worlds etc 
the pressure is bigger and bigger. We're, we're going on Team yeah. USA. So she's like, yeah, fun, whatever happens, happens. What yeah, was your was thought? Not, um, I mean, like I said, initially, I wasn't sure if I was going to go to Worlds. Um, and a part of that was mainly just because goddamn glute. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and every time that I started to add lo- load to the bar, it would kind of start flaring up. So um, that was my issue. So I was kind of like, oh, I'm just going to just do this meet just to do it um, because I had already signed up for it and just to get it out of the way. Uh, and there was a part of me that was like, I'm just going to pull out. But then I'm like, I'm so sick of pulling out of meets. Mm. <laughs> So I just, I did it. Um, and actually for what I did really well, I was kind of nervous leading into it. I know Arian, cause he handled me was, um, you know, how did, how'd your glute fear feel? How, how are you feeling? Is it okay? And I actually didn't feel it until my last squat. Uh, but at that point it was done. So I'm like, well, I'm over a squat, so it doesn't matter anymore. Um, but yeah, so Chelsea and I were both kind of of the mindset that we, even if, one of us won because I said to her initially like if I win I don't know if I'm going to accept my invite to world so is this something that you'd be interested in because they would probably reach out to her as an alternate and she was like yeah probably not and now we're both going but (laughs) yeah this is where you're both lying but but that's that's cool that's fine um but but yeah sorry um I think with her uh you know after she competed she got that little spunk in her step. Like this is, it's, you know, like that feeling of, of um, yeah, just doing something that you love. And I think that she hadn't felt it and wasn't expecting to um, feel that afterwards. So she kind of was like, all right, well, guess we're going to Worlds. <laughs> it was, look at, so we'll go, I'm going to go through this day with Arian because he's a yeah, master yeah. handler and the guy breaks these things down well. But uh, before we do, I just want to say like, before we get into the day, more details leading into this, she started, it started growing in terms of the hype in terms of like, everyone knew this was going to be a clash and how, well, a, I got a couple questions here before we get into the day, but how a, were you feeling about, Holy fuck. I'm back in a battle again. Like, this is not, this is a battle again. And people are talking, we were talking about in our preview show. I'm sure all the other preview shows were like, this is, this is one of them. This is one of them. And um, everyone tuned in. Uh, the viewers, there was tons of viewers for this session. Uh, it was a very heavily viewed session. And because there were battles, how were you feeling in terms of, holy shit, here we go again. I'm back in a battle. So I don't think I was even looking at it from that perspective at that time. Maybe now I am, but when I was in the moment, um, I'll be honest, I thought I was kind of under the impression that I was gonna win um I knew that I mean I I've always been a squatter and like I said um it's always been the pain that's hindered me not my strength and so she posed like everything that she's posted um in her stories and stuff is what she would send me so it's not like she was um doing more than what she was posting so ever you know I, I knew what she was capable of um and she, um, I knew that she would probably out squat me. Like I said, the goal for that beat was to just kind of <laughs> make all three attempts. Uh, and I knew that I was a better deadlifter. Um, but come 
bench. And I'll be honest, I have no idea what happened. Um, <laughs> my bench just like decided not to show up. And Holy shit. I've, it just, I have no idea. It's whatever, fine. Um, but I kind of figured that she would out squat me. Um, I had no idea what her attempts were, but I knew she had done 175 kilos in training. So she'd probably do anywhere from 175 to 182. Um, same thing with, with bench. Um, she, uh, she benched 117 kilos in training. Uh, I actually thought she would go for about 120, but I think, uh, she had a, uh, I think she missed the command on her opener. And so, and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what happened with my bench, but anyway, <laughs> after bench, I was just like, oh shit. Um, I'm going to have to just like do pull this crazy deadlift and I I know that I can pull more than what I did uh for my third um but Arian uh leading so this is our first time that Arian and I uh where he handled me and I think that he wanted to be conservative and so I think someone said after my opening deadlift he asked me how it felt and I was just like eh, like that felt fine. It was okay, but not amazing. It's not, not very convincing, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. So he ended up putting a number that was lower than what I had initially planned. And I think Jason was just like, yeah, you kind of just gave him a dirty look. Like, what are you doing? But um, I trusted him. And, you know, like I had a bad experience with uh, attempt selection on deadlift at national. So I was just kind of like, you know, let him do his thing. Um, I'll just, I don't know, maybe YOLO a third deadlift or something, but <laughs> um, no, don't YOLO because that's what I did at national. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, with with a purpose. If it's gonna, yeah, be well, well, to to pull to win, I think would have been different. But anyway, moving on. Uh, so I think she's her lat cramped on her second attempt, so she didn't get it off the ground. And I think she skipped her third. So I just had to pull what I had actually pulled as my second attempt at nationals. And at that point, I kind of knew that I would likely win, but it was one of those things like, you know, um, I don't know, I miss a command or I lose balance or just, just something happens where I, I miss that lift. And so yeah, right leading into my third attempt deadlift, I'm just like, fuck, Kristen, like, don't miss this. Like, <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, you, you were gotta super do cost. this. Yeah, I just, I was super stressed. Um, and then I, yeah, so I mean, it worked out, but yeah, leading up to that point, I was just like, man, that's still a lot of pressure. It came, it, it truly came down to the last day. And um, yeah. 100, like, we know everything people could do previously, it doesn't always transpire on that day. There's so many things. Look at Chelsea. Mm -hmm. The plan for Chelsea wasn't to miss her last two deads. You know, like the, things unravel. Things happen. And um, yeah, you have to mm -hmm. eat the food that's on your plate that day. Arian, because I'll tell you what, like when I was watching it, even in training, me and Arian were talking about it on the preview show where like um, Kristen's numbers had dipped a little at one point because I think you got sick in training. Yeah. Oh, that was <laughs> that, threw, that scared me. I was like, oh, that was um, yeah. So my lifts before then, so I I have no idea what it was. I took a COVID test and it was negative. Um, but I yeah, I was sick. 
uh, kind of put me out for like three or four days. And so I didn't train at all. Number one, just because I felt like shit. And two, I didn't want to be that person who goes and gets everyone else sick in the gym. Yeah. So I took those four days off of not training and I made it up the, the following two days. Um, but it just, yeah, it, I remember I was uh, benching and I was just like, man, this, <laughs> this is a lot heavier than what it, how it was this last training. And yeah, it's, I, I do think that it kind of um, resulted in a dip in my performance, but we kind of adjusted the numbers accordingly. And that's kind of why we decided to stay uh, more conservative. And I even lowered my bench opener and I'm really glad that I did. Um, but even then it was just for whatever reason, my, my bench wasn't there. So look, when you start missing lifts, let, Arian, let's talk about, let's talk about the day. So you're handling and you'd seen everything we'd seen in training and you'd seen some numbers go up and you've seen some numbers go down yeah. and, and, um, it's not, you need to win. You can, you're, you can find yourself in the middle of a battle and you got to win this thing. So let's talk about like squats, bench, or bring us into this. I mean, squats, I think, kind of went according to plan for both sides. Like, Chelsea, I thought she was going to hit that 180.5 to chip the record, and she jumped doing yeah. it. And for Kristen, initially the plan was higher, but Zach, her coach, sent Jason and I an updated numbers as far as attempts. And so that was, like, lower options because he didn't want her to, like, make her injury worse, especially if she wasn't planning on going to Worlds, going into the meet. She's like, okay, we're not going to do it. And so it was a lower numbers, but we stuck to the plan, and she ended up hitting the 172.5 and making it. So everything went according to plan to squat. Bench is where it changed because for both <laughs> sides, for, for Chelsea, missing that command on the opener, then she messed her up a little bit because she repeated it. Then once you repeat and you get it and you smoke it, you're like, well, what do you do? Do you mm. take a big jump and risk it? Because if you miss out, you're only stuck with your opener. Or do you take a small jump? And you'll ne- we'll never know. You you can play that, yeah. that that game where like, oh, they should have went up more on the third attempt and they would have got more kilos and made it hard for Kristen. But if they went up more to 120.5 or 123 and missed, then it would have been easier for Kristen on deadlift. So you'll never know. They end up taking a more conservative jump getting it. Um, but they started opening the door up for us there because – Kristen missed her third bench. It was only two and a half kilos more. So we didn't lose that much ground. And then deadlift, we weren't sure um, what what Chelsea could like, you know, actually do and hold on to and meet. Like Bill had mentioned before, she's had grip issues before, even though she didn't have grip issues in training going in. And I watched the 195 and I thought it was difficult. Not like third attempt difficult, but difficult for an opener. And then I saw they put in a 10 kilo jump to 205, which is what she had hit in training. So I was like, okay, that's where I talked talk to Jason as well. And I changed the plan. I said, listen, they took an aggressive jump and they could potentially miss the second and third. So we don't need to take an aggressive jump as well. Let's bring down the second attempt a little bit lower, see what happens on their second and then decide. And so she, Chelsea went out there and didn't get 205 off the floor. Kristen's second attempt looked good. So then we took another seven and a half kilo jump, which is what she needed to pull for the win based on Chelsea missing the third. And I don't know if it was their strategy or not. I don't know if uh, Chelsea talked talk to Kristen about it, but they purposely, I think purposely passed on the third attempt. One, probably to not like get injured or anything like that, but to make it one minute shorter because the flight was already small. So then Kristen has to go, go, go one minute faster and you have less recovery. You have to go out there and pull for the win. And so yep. I, I don't know if that was part of the strategy as well, but Kristen made it. It was. So again, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll never know what that what Chelsea was capable of on that day and how much more Kristen had on deadlift, and so we're like looking back at it now. 
But personally, I think the 195 to 205 was a mistake. I think if you have that lead, they should have went um, a, a smaller jumps. Go five kilos, five kilos. And if you miss, yeah, at least you had five more kilos than Chris has to pull 220. Or if you went five and two, Chris has to pull 222.5 and keep pushing Kristen's final deadlift higher that yeah. way. Because you take that risk of taking a 10 kilo jump and you miss your second and third, then the other lifter comes and backdoors you. Right. I, I, I love for some, well, like you're right too, where if you notice the 10 kilo jump, you're like, let's hang tight because you, I know already you have paid attention to Chelsea's training numbers. You already know it's top end. So it's like, all right, let's Well, I programmed her workout. Yeah. Well, that's true. You, I, I mean, I was looking at Ari when I said that, but yeah, for <laughs> you, for sure. And you, um, but so then having known that you definitely know, like, let's hang back because of. Kristen's at the top end and pulling near top end two times in a row for second and third, the propensity, like the likelihood of missing your third goes up. So hang tight. Let's see what happens on the second. Cause you know, you're pulling for the win. That's 100%. How much energy and how taxed are you going to be when you need to pull for that win is a big deal. We see people like run out of gas. Um, when Matt Gary jumped in on the one twenties and the one uh, Lugo was pacing too high on squats, ended up, like leaving his third because the second was top end. And then on deads, Matt Gary looked at what he had and he's like, you're in the middle of a battle, young man. We're I'm pulling all your deads back. Kind of like what Arian started, did with you. And they uh, actually, he was going against Arian in this case, but I'm um, sorry, Arian, but uh, <laughs> it ended up working. Sometimes you need that person that can take a hold and be like, listen, I'm, I'm reading, you know, if you're just like, let's go out, let's fucking load the bar. Some athletes are like that. Right. And other that's times, me, yeah, like sure. that, that's a good thing. Cause like, it's just loaded <laughs> up. Let's rock and roll. Whereas it takes the, a good tentative coach is like paying attention to the scoreboard knows what their top ends are. And is like, I see something unfolding. I see something unraveling, hang tight a minute and let's see how this goes. So we're going to load exactly what we need. We're pulling for the win. There's an end goal here. And um, it was fucking, it worked out beautifully, man. I'm glad you were in a corner area and that was nicely done. But it's got to be, was it? Okay, first off, two questions. Bittersweet probably, Kristen, because A, the battle came, you won the battle, took the title, and now you earned your spot on Team USA all over again. And it was, and this is like a much better ending. And it was like, I don't know if you've seen the stream, but it was like extremely exciting to watch. So it was good. All right. You had a sporting moment on the flip side. That's your girl. You know, that's your, <laughs> you, she, you know, you're mentoring in the whole nine and you're like, fuck, do I repackage this as a learning experience? I've taught her like, what is this? This is tough. This is tough. You didn't know it ended up being win-win and she ended up on team USA as well. But how hard was it? It wasn't that difficult. I think, um, you know, we had kind of talked about it beforehand and she said, you know, if this ever gets uncomfortable for you, let me know. And it was the same thing. If, if she felt like her and I competing against each other was just too much, then I, I would completely understand. Um, but we both kind of came to the understanding like, Hey, I, it, it's working. I promise that I'm not sabotaging your workouts and, and Chelsea's smart, you know, like she would know. And we actually collabed a lot together. Um, and so come meet day, it was kind of like, we saw each other, you know, like, hey, good luck, but now I'm going to put my game face on and, um, you know, do my thing and I'll do my thing and, you know, we'll, we'll chat afterwards. And part of my coaching services is obviously I do uh, meet day strategy. 
And so I, so I did not, but I, you know, I reached out and I was like, Hey, like, if you want me to, I will, cause it's part of my services. So I feel obligated to, um, at least offer it to you. But, you know, I 100% understand if you turn that down, because if I were you, I would turn it down to you. Yeah. And so you know, I contractually not... speaking, I have to yeah. offer this. You yeah. paid for it, but <laughs> But, you know, given the circumstances, it's probably best that I, I don't know your uh, game day strategy. Um, and I didn't, you know, it, she, um, her husband, Andre, handled her. And I had no idea what she was going to do for that day. Um, only what she had been doing in training. But obviously, like, as you know, like sometimes shit happens and mm -hmm. what you see on Instagram is not always what you're going to see come game day. Um, and so, yeah, in the meet, we kind of just, um, did our own thing. You know, I kind of just would give her a fist pump when she got her squats and she would do the same for me. And, and that was that. Um, and I think there was one point when she had missed her opener and she was kind of a little frustrated and I was just like, are you okay? And she's like, Kristen, right now is not the time to be a coach. You know, like, just, <laughs> I'll be fine. <laughs> um, you know, go, go worry about yourself. Um, but yeah, I think afterwards, once the competition was over, I was, I think she was genuinely happy for me. And um, I mean, I was happy and it ultimately worked out because she got the invite. So I told her. <laughs> At the end of the day, I'm like, I'm going to look good, whether I praise first or second. If I, you know, if, if you win, I'm coaching you. So it makes me look good. So it's a win-win for me. Fine. This is true. When she's like killing it in bench, breaking American records, she's like, well, fuck, that's not that bad. That's no, me, I'm, baby. That's still oh, me, hey, that's... I mean, I hope my deadlift like, shows fine. up. But you're, you're like, as yeah. long as I get my last deadlift, this is all good. This is all yeah. good. But uh, yeah, this is true. It is like a bit of a win-win we kind of talked about that. We're like, no matter what, it looks good on your coaching skills. And you did do a great job, but it yeah. is, it is, you know, it's funny how like, and this is like, this happens often in life. You don't think you want something as bad until it's right in front of your face. And you're like, holy fuck. It's, it's like when we're talking about the world team selection, I, w I remember when the U S team got suspended for IPF worlds, 2021. And, um, guys like Jonathan Keiko, Jesus Oliveras, like a lot of these first timers were like, I didn't realize how much I wanted it until it got taken away from me. Yeah. It's such a weird thing yeah. where you're like, I don't know, not a big deal. It's all good. And then when it got taken away, they were like oh, devastated, man, pain. I remember like a, hey, Jonathan Keiko, that's what his post, he put a, like a post in the story and it just said one word pain. And he's like, yeah you know, it's tough. Yeah. And technically speaking, it happened two years in a row because 2019, everyone who got that invite, uh, didn't get to go because of COVID. So everything was shut down and, you know, they kind of just skipped it. Uh, so yeah. 2021 and then everything happened. And so, yeah, it's been, you know, I can only imagine how, um, frustrating that can be. It's well, like, so there's some stories and, and it's tough, man. So there's some stories like Jonathan Keiko, I believe he was going to go to the 2020 IPF worlds and, um, and lost, missed out due to COVID 2021, it rolls around. Thank God there's an opportunity they could go, but he thought two years in a row and he's like, this can't, yeah. I can't even wrap my head. He's like, this is, 
you know, that's, that's super hard pill to swallow. However, makes it wins worlds. Oh my God, you forever have that story. But then there's for every story like that. It's a tough one. Same PA Nats, same person trying to rewrite their story in the battle of the 66s. Arian, you were involved in that one as well. And um, Rodrigo Manzo won the 2019 uh, USAPL Raw Nats, earned his ticket to go to IPF Worlds 2020, and it got taken from him due to COVID. And, you know, this is like his redemption story to possibly come back at this one. And like, you know, that's what his story was like, the Kristen Dunsmore one. And and he lost out to Jonathan Garcia. And Manzo's a young-ass man. You know, we're not putting a a nail in the coffin of his career by any means. He can still do this. But it's just, it's tough when you see somebody like that and you're like, like, just to make it to the world championships and have that experience, man, and show up. And there's like, there's Team France. There's, you know, you're on the Olympic Channel. The things that's going to happen to this world's too, I'm not going to like say right now because I have to wait for them to announce, but like, this thing's going to get bigger and bigger in terms of like, like um, exposure. We'll put it that way. So worlds is going to get quite a bit bigger uh, the next couple of years, like this year, next year, et cetera. And um, yeah, freak man to like get that close, just to have those stories. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. It's tough, man. You feel for those people, like those people, when you saw them battling it out, it was like, Oh, especially when they won and they had their ticket punched and then COVID comes. I mean, yeah. especially for the, I was going to say it real quick for the sub juniors and juniors, because some people like aged out. So I know like some sub juniors that have the national team uniform because they were ready to go to worlds and everything got canceled. So now they got a uniform for the team that they didn't get to go to. And then they aged out as sub juniors and now they're in junior and have to like start all the way over again. And you have to pay for those. They don't yeah. provide them for you. <laughs> they pay whatever 150 or 200 bucks. Listen, yeah. Whether you go or not, you're wearing that to the gym. They they love wearing at school and stuff and showing off, but yeah, they didn't get you to go to Worlds. <laughs> I've never I got my uniform from 2019 Worlds and I wore it on the platform and I haven't worn it since. What? Actually, I think Russ, I think Russ or he because Arian was like, Kristen, uh, Russ doesn't have pants. Can you borrow yours? Are you so serious? Russ, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, I think he. I'm pretty sure. Am I getting the story correct? No, Arian? leave it. Don't don't yeah. leave it. Leave the story. It's better this way. <laughs> but but but, um that's amazing that is a fucking little factoid people could have that russell or he was wearing christian sports pants when he accepted the gold medal for his nation i was gonna say this this happens more than once the one time i had to give it was was 2016 worlds andy askow our 120 plus junior didn't have the pants so he had to squeeze into mine but those things were really stretchy so they fit Dog. I thought you were gonna say like, and he squeezed into Chris and Dunsmore's pants. That's <laughs> so I was like, that's it's fucking super tight on this. I'm seeing. I don't, I don't know if you. I don't know if you were there last time I spoke about the story because then people were like, "Well, Aaron, what pants were you wearing?" And I was like, "Well, I wasn't wearing any pants in the warm room until he came off from the award ceremony." <laughs> Are you serious? Uh, I just had to stand there. Wait, <laughs> that's all fucking coach listen to me this guy when he's like i will give you the shirt off my back i shit you not though but i'm dead ass serious the guy was the, the, the tc's like there's a fucking like a uh, grown-ass naked man in the warm-up room i don't people just looted him people like i'm missing a shirt i'm missing a pair of pants and arian's fucking naked by the end he's like take these let's go you only live once get your medals and the fucking good guy arian in the back but um yeah, man, the, the thing with Worlds too, 
I don't know, 2021 worlds hit different and I'm excited for 2022 because it's at a resort. That, okay. Yeah, that was... <laughs> Kristen lit up. <laughs> this is mad trouble because there's, I've been like, obviously I've been in resorts. There are like bars at every turn, a la carte restaurants. Your boy's not lifting. He's in media. Like what is, what does media do? We're going to do what media does. So like frig, this is going to be crazy. Kristen. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I've never been to South Africa before. So obviously I will do some sightseeing while I'm there. It's definitely better than my first world's was 2014 in South Africa, but it was in a different city. And that city that the hotel wasn't that great. And there was nothing really to do around <laughs> other than if you went out farther to like go on a safari ride. This one looks nice. All all the hotels are like fancy looking resorts with nice pools. They have that like giant tidal pool, whatever, like that giant wave pool. And yeah, they're probably gonna have all kinds of bars and restaurants. And I think they have some casinos there as well. So it's going to be much better experience. Oh, there's dude, there's going to be, so is it going to be, um, like four different hotels or whatever, like, re- like resorts together or something like that? They, they already have the list of like four different hotels you can pick from. I don't know if they're like walking distance, but the resorts naturally have like a bus transportation to take you around to the different things like that. The, the wave pool, they have like a botanical gardens. They have the convention center to just take everyone around, but all of them look like resort style. Some of them are more like, kind of like, um, like maybe a tropical theme where it's like a cabana kind of style and you have like the pool and stuff like that there. And some are like, you know, fancy five-star hotels. So it just depends on where people stay at, but they all look great. And the, the venue looks good and it'll be interesting to see now going forward with it only being open. Now it's not all the age divisions combined is yeah. How much do they add on to the production and stuff like that? Pushing just the open. Like there's no masters masters is happening in Canada, but I don't, they're not saying an IPF media team. So They'll save a little money there. They have a world's juniors in Ecuador and your boy's going to be there. I've never been to Ecuador. That'll be awesome. Um, but, uh, but freaking open worlds is going to be dynamite, man. I it's at a freaking resort. I got to freaking get my macros in check. Okay. Then <laughs> get, get ready for this, but um, get my conditioning up for drinking Arian, Come on, man. Okay. I'm drinking right now. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> You got to get ready. You got to get ready, man. This is an amateur hour. Um, but because uh, here's the thing. Every day people are done lifting. And every day it's like a celebration. It's like a celebration of life, Chris. And it's a beautiful thing. And then we um, got the banquet at the end. Oh, Lord, do we got the banquet. <laughs> oh, Lord, do we got Arian? Are you going? So you're going. That's that's the plan right now. I've been talking to Jason as far as uh, like rooming together, hotel room and stuff like that. And I was looking at plane tickets which are for me is like fifteen to $1,800 at this point. Um, but we're, we're going to make it happen. I think Jason and I will just stay for the whole time. Oh, <gasps> dude. Breaking news. <laughs> you and Jason will be there the whole time? I, I mean, I mean, Jason's already on the nominations under Canada. So is Mike T. I, I'm not on there yet, but uh, I'll probably be on there soon. Holy smokes, dude. We are going to have some nights, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have some dates oh, Kristen when are you going in? do you know any of this have you like started booking and stuff yeah well so I, I've been looking and the price is going to be similar as far as flights but obviously I have sponsors so yeah, they take yeah, care you of do. <laughs> and um yeah but I I don't because they told I didn't I was told not to book the hotel because the federation is supposed to I guess I don't yeah so I don't you, 
really know what's going on. I'm just waiting to, for them to tell me what to do. You should get a, a email this week, but I was looking as far as the schedule. Uh, you know, day one starts on Monday with the 59 kilo class. Kristen will be on Wednesday will be yeah. the 69 kilo and the 83 kilo class. And then the banquet beat will be on Saturday night. So if she competes on Wednesday, maybe stick around Thursday, Friday, Saturday, she can party it up with us. Yeah. And the, do you know what the time difference is? It's, it's like, let's check it out. It, it's about, uh, it's like six hours. So you're going to be lifting. You should be lifting at 7 PM their time, which will be like 2 PM your time. Oh, perfect. Oh, really? or, or, or Eastern and you're, you're Western, right? Yeah, Even worse. California. Oh, shit. So it'll be like, at 11 a.m. Like 11 a.m. Dude, that's so. Guys. It's six hours for us, Arian. So it's nine hour difference for her. But it'll be good as far as like if your family and friends want to watch you because people who are lifting in the morning, like Joey's like, do I wake up at like 3 a.m. to like watch my lifter compete and like message them as far as temps because of the time difference is so bad for that morning session. But for the some of these sessions, they break them up into two groups, probably because they're putting the higher level lifters into Eurosport and they're trying to make that shorter. So the six nine kilo A group will be at that. Um, actually, it's at yeah, it's going to be at seven p.m. So it'll be you know better viewing time for the U.S. It just depends on how early you come to get used to that time zone. Yeah, I was going to try to come a few days beforehand. Got to. to try and adjust. Yeah, but it just sucks because you. Uh, that's the only downfall, I guess, of competing is number one. Yeah. I want to get there a few days beforehand, but I'm not going to be doing much leading up to the meet until after. Yeah, you can, but you can but it, even depending, depending on the flights and stuff, especially you being West coast, it could be one or two days difference of just travel time. It's a 27 hour flight essentially, or a, a flight time. Yeah. So the one that I found, yeah, it's, Man, <laughs> that's twenty seven. That's twenty seven episodes of King of the List. <laughs> so I'm gonna we, give we you do, a list. We do some long ones, though. <laughs> You're right. Some of them won't. But you get um. Yeah, that's tough. It, do will you? Will you have to cut weight to make sixty nine? Do you think? Um, I did leading into nationals just because I was an asshole over the holidays. Um, <laughs> it happens, you know. It is what it is. No shame <laughs> over here. Believe me. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I actually dieted down and I dieted, um, I did a slow cut, so I didn't really, um, have to do anything crazy. Like I used to have to do, uh, cutting to 63s way mm. back in the day. <laughs> um, but yeah, so leading into this me afterwards, I was just like, I'm going to stay around my, this body weight. So I'm about like 69 and a half to 70.5 kilos give or take so as long as i stay within that ratio i think i'll be fine that's the biggest you're laughing then um because yeah. flights like in like the worst would be 27 hour travel while water loading or some shit like that like that's yeah. the, mm-hmm. <laughs> imagine nope. being in a plane where you're like you better give me the aisle because I'm gonna, people yeah. are gonna hate me like it's it's the worst so you're you're okay the biggest thing will be is um getting there in enough time that you acclimatize to like the time zone changes that will mess you up. Even if you're like, yep. well, I'm, I'm a night owl, but like, nah, like it'll still mess you up. And then also just plain traveling messes you up. Like when you're in a car for like a day, you know, when you get out and you feel weird, you feel fatigued and you haven't just done stiff. it. Yet. Yeah. You yeah. stiff. And you're like, I'm tired, even though I just been sitting this whole time, but like you're, you, you got to get up 
and like have a few days in there to like move around whatnot. So that's what I would suggest. And then afterwards I would suggest uh, sticking around for the banquet. (laughs) (laughs) I would, that's just me, but that's the way I do my life. You got to do you, but um, that's what I would suggest. Well, I was planning on staying anyway, so I'll see you there. We can celebrate after. Let's freaking go, man. 35 euros is worth it. 35 euros <laughs> worth every penny. Let me tell you right now. Um, yeah. And then, and if I don't know, are you the type that likes to watch any lifting before you, if you're there for days earlier? No, me neither. Not really. I competed. No. I mean, maybe watch some, like if I had friends competing in that session. Um, but yeah, otherwise, no. Like it, when I was competing, um, it would make me feel anxious. Mm-hmm. Like I would feel way more anxiety attached to it than um, if I like, cause, like if I'm competing the next day, some people are chilling in the audience watching. I'm like, fuck man, I could not do that. It's just mm-hmm. not the way. I don't know. I've done worlds where I'm commentating and competing and that's the toughest. Oh, really? Oh, that's, I was on the air water loading and um, could not wait until that session was over. So I could run to the washroom to pee and um and i'm like got 10 minutes and somebody like tries to talk to you and you're like i'm sorry i cannot talk to you i gotta like like i gotta breeze right by you like i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry and just run back into the booth like just in a split second be like okay and we're back for the bench press blah 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 (laughs) and it's hell man um god i don't miss those days but yeah it's tough but uh and there's something about like you know you were in Sweden the first time, but Sweden the first time was not Sweden the second time. And it won't be like this time when you show up and like everybody's around in the same like venues and stuff, it freaking hits different. When you see yeah. everybody from like social media and stuff, it's like, oh man, it'll feel more like P- PA Nats felt more like Last Worlds was in terms of that. Yeah. In terms of seeing everybody. And, yeah. um, but there will be some battles that like would be tough not to see. Like yeah. watching Gavin in the 93s and Jonathan Keiko and them go at it or watching mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like, the 76 women, I'm really excited to watch. I so, feel like that's that's the one that I'm kind of looking forward to seeing. 100%. I mean, <laughs> um, so for a second there, it was Jess. Canada's Jess, mm-hmm. Jessica Bittner. And um, she was just like going to run away with it. Then Agatha from poland won the equipped world championships as a teenager won equipped worlds and then um leading into this nats she did the polish nationals and out totaled what jess did at worlds and everyone's like holy shit she's a teenager slid in her dms and i'm like uh kind lady are you going to (laughs) the world championships for like classic in south africa and she's like um no you know what I think I'm going to focus on the world games and, uh, and I'm like, okay, well, fair enough. So we'll just leave that. And then, um, you know, I talked to Jess and I'm like, yeah, she's going to the world Games." So, and I was like, okay, well, you know, Kimberly's going 76, still going to be some battles, yeah. still be fun. And then the nominations roll around and Agatha is on the nominations in number one above Jess. So I slide back into her DMs <laughs> and I'm like, Agatha. Oh, did you change your mind? She's like, yeah, 
yeah, yeah. I think I changed my <laughs> mind on that. And I'm like, yeah, I think you did too. And, and then she, just DMs you like, what the fuck? Just <laughs> like, what the fuck? Are you my contact or what? With no, um, but uh, so I get to was saying, not a hundred percent, but I'm heavily leaning towards it. Here's the thing, like, and you know, because you like with everything with yourself with worlds, it's easy to be like, I don't know about it. Nah, let's not. But then when the hype starts rolling around and there's a party mm-hmm. and you got invited to it and all the cool kids are going to this party and we're going to do like a, a fantasy league as well for powerlifting oh, for IPF worlds. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And there's uh, hundreds. There was f- over 500 people around the world jumped in this fantasy league and were like betting it, like getting people like, you know, doing their thing, like hundreds of people all over the world involved. Like it's cool, man. It's like people care and people watch and people get hyped for it. And then, so when you're a teen from Poland and all of a sudden you're like, damn, I, I could probably do both. You know, <laughs> when you're 19, you have re- like recuperative powers like Wolverine. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like it, it, things, things are different. I don't know how, she, what's going to happen. And then this one girl from New Zealand, uh, Carlina. Yeah. Absolute monster. Absolute monster. Um, 581 kilo. I believe we're 82. Yeah, it was like 20 kilos over the current record, Jess's record, I believe. Yeah. Crazy. She, she's not competing though, I don't think, right? She's doing equipped or? No, um, so she couldn't make it on Team New Zealand. Uh, what was it again, Arian? The story the, was? They have rules like she competed in another, fe- she was competing in another federation and then came back uh, and they have rules that you have to be like, in their testing pool for six months, kind of like the the UFC, uh, Ryan, like with uh, Henry right. Cejudo just went into the USA testing pool. And so she couldn't actually break any provincial records or whatever they call them as far as their level. And then she couldn't get on their team because she wasn't in the testing pool long enough. But she will be for the Commonwealth is what Ryan's hinting, I believe. Uh, actually, I forgot about that. So, but thank you, dog. I'll, I'll take that one. Um, <laughs> so what I was saying was she'll be at the Commonwealth. So it's, it's, who knows how Sheffield's like, obviously Sheffield's been announced. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. And um, the main reason that I want to compete at worlds is just so I can, cause that was like an automatic qualifier and the plan is um yeah after world is not and i don't mean to kind of change the subject but no, no, you mentioned go. the sheffield so uh yeah sheffield is the meet that i'm hoping that you know this plan that zach and i are doing um unfortunately you know I'm, I'm doing a meet so i it's not ideal but afterwards uh rehabbing uh the right way and hopefully leading into Sheffield, I'll be pain free. And this is, and this is it. Like, so, well, first off, Sheffield is going to be every single year, like for everyone Mm -hmm. listening. So it's not like just South Africa. It's going to be every single year. Um, So like for Carlina as well, or whoever didn't make these worlds or whatever's going to happen in worlds. It's not like, oh, I missed out on Sheffield. Sheffield's not going away. It's only, as a matter of fact, it's only going to get bigger every single year. So don't worry about everyone listening all over the world, whatever. (laughs) Don't worry about that. Uh, But fucking wait until you see what Sheffield is. We're talking like, I mean, with the the payouts and the production they're going to drop, like total off the top of my head, they could be a, a, a million a day. Okay, like we're taught, it's it's nuts. 
Uh, I like it's the amount of money they're going to drop to do Sheffield is like nothing powerlifting's ever seen. To be a part of it would be a freaking dream. Um, mm -hmm. Like I'm going to be a part of it on the media side, and I'm fucking so crazy hyped for it. Like press conferences, the the arena they're going to have for it is beautiful, risen stage. Like it's fucking the balcony and everything. It looks like an opera would be in there, but it's like so high class, so beautiful. They're bringing in the amount of like production they're going to bring in like specialists to do this. It's, it's going to be amazing. Um, so yeah, that that's huge, but um, it is like, it makes it enticing, right? Like the world's yeah. like chasing that dream, like to win worlds is huge to, to go to Sheffield is freaking freaking nuts. Um, and it's tough, man. Like the women's division worldwide is fucking like nothing but shooters. Kristen, what the hell is going on with women around the world right now? What is going on in France? What is going That's on in France question. right now? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? This is crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I respect it, you know? Um, and there's a part of me that I feel bittersweet, like I said, because had I not been dealing with this issue and it, it's, you know, what I could have, who knows? And I need to stop thinking about like this way but you know if i never had this issue where would i be now right but some french girls man i respect it <laughs> the hats off for sure yeah listen i had um when i was doing the live stream for pa nets i had uh joey flex on and we were talking mm -hmm. about like like the battles and we we're talking about sheffield and then like inevitably joey flex is like but can we say something holy shit these french girls and i was like dude for the first time um, ever in like since 2014 or something like that, I want to say the U.S. women's team might lose at Worlds. I say lose like on national team points. This is the beautiful thing about world championships. Individually, individuals are going to face off. But those individual matchups, like for instance, when Heather Connor in the 47s faces off with Turbo Tiff of the 47s, um, it's not just those two individuals, which is an absolutely amazing showdown, sensational show, the best 47 kilo showdown we'll have ever seen in the sport, but they both know, not only are they trying to win their own individual showdowns, but the winner of that showdown, the balance of their nation hangs like whoever wins that and grabs that extra few points towards their national team. That could be the swing vote for who the national team that wins this in the French they're like, they got like Leah Babwa, Naomi Alibur. Their number two in the 52 kilo class is, could, is, it could be the world champion if Naomi Alibur never made it like easily is breaking the, the number one and number two in one weight class is breaking the world record at their nationals. Like they're, to win their nationals at silver, you have to break a world record. It's, it's nuts, man. Um, and then even uh, Emily Mergier in their 84 plus, she's going to have a run at Bonica. Like, like Bonica's got competition. Bonica is a favorite, but Bonica's got, like, this is real. Like, this is like, mm -hmm. Mergier's coming, and Bonica has a firefight. Like, this is crazy, man. Um, these French women, man. And, and so your class in particular doesn't, like, Naomi, or sorry, Leah Babwood jumped up, took the world record, went back down. She's going to go back down for Worlds. But right. in, in Europe, they got um, Mart Jenner from Norway, like the Europeans, yeah. the rest of the world, the Europeans, obviously Agatha, Jess has got like Agatha to deal yeah. with, Carlina from New Zealand, like worldwide. What, what, do, what do you think this is? Is powerlifting just like 
more popular now amongst women? It's just growing now? Or why do you think we see this boom globally, not just US? Yeah. Um, well, I think social media obviously had a lot to do with it. Uh, when I first started powerlifting in 2014, my first meet had, it was like three or four women. And it's actually really, really cool now to see how the growth in this sport has evolved, particularly in like women's sports and seeing these women um, competing in these feats of strength that, you know, we don't think is possible, you know, until someone doesn't, it's just like, it's mind blowing. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's, it's really awesome to see and it's awesome to see it growing. I think for a long time, it was dominated by the U S and not so much anymore. You know, and, and it, it's, it's growing. Yeah. Like you said, worldwide, I think it's awesome to see. Like some other cultures are, are catching up too. I had yeah. two ladies from Asia, um, Canon and um, Esther. Esther's from South, mm-hmm. South Korea. Canon's from Japan. And they were saying like culturally over there, they were still in terms of uh, like women lifting weights. Like it doesn't make you look manly. Does it whatever? Yeah. They're saying the stigma still last, but they're starting to break down. And I asked them like, who are the people they're looking up to and whatnot? And they were naming these American lifters. Right. And I think in America, in North America, like Canada as well, we're like Canada and America. I was joking around about PA Nats. There's not a whole lot of culture shock when I come to us. I'm like, I don't fit in. Like, I I feel like it's this, when I go to restaurants, it feels like I'm going to a restaurant up here. And like, when I'm at a restaurant, people are like, where's that guy from? I'm sorry. Where where are you Mm -hmm. from, sir? They just assume I'm from America somewhere. Right. But, um, so, but in, in North America, we're used to like, I think we got ahead of the curve in terms of like women lifting. It's not like manly. It, it became like the it thing, like thick with three C's or whatever the shit, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. That sounded lame, yeah. but um, you, whatever the kids are saying, man. But uh, so that became it. And then over like in places like Asia and whatnot, social media, like you said, broke stigmas and popularized it. And now they're like, now I want to be like, I want to look like the girls and be strong like the girls over there and I'd be like confident. You know what I mean? I'm like, who are some people you look up to? And the one girl was like a smaller weight class and she was like, I like Heather Connor. And it's like, yeah. just like Heather Connor is like a trash talking, you know what I mean? Like bold. Yeah. And they're like, but we like that. She's bold like that. Or like a Jess, Jessica Bittner or like a, or whatever, a Kirsten Dunsmore, like a Kristen, you know, you, I don't know. It's probably weird for you to think about someone from the other side of the world looking at you like that, but like you being like an OG in this for sure. And you're all over the SPD ads and whatnot. It's mm-hmm. like, there are girls all over the world who are watching. And like, for them, they're catching up now and being like, they're starting to find their voice and starting to find their, you know, it's, it's tough because you went first. I don't, who did you have that you looked up to? So when I started, and I actually think I made a post about this is, and I kind of had the same mindset initially when, before I started powerlifting, kind of, you know, like naive of strength training and thinking that if I lift heavy, I was going to be bulky. Like I, that's, I think a very normal, um, I, idea that many women have. And I think, you know, myself and other lifters are kind of, um, showing that, I mean, obviously, like from an evidence-based standpoint, that's, uh, it's a myth, number one, Um, but two, that we're proving in a sense that that's that's not the case by like posting on social media. Um, But at the time, so in 2014, 
there wasn't a lot of women. So it was uh, Jennifer Thompson, Kimberly Walford. Um, I didn't really, wasn't familiar with Marissa Inda, but Susie Hartwig Gary. And uh, those were the three women that I kind of uh, looked up to initially. And, um, you know, and I'm looking at the numbers and uh, I remember thinking, uh, I think Kim had the records at the time and Jen Thompson. And so that's kind of who I looked into, looked up to just mainly because they were in my weight class and those were the numbers that I had to, to beat. And, um, you know, for a long time, I didn't compete because I never felt like I was strong, but like typical feelings that I'm sure everyone goes through when they first start out. And um, yeah, so waiting until I felt like I was competitive enough. And then I actually got to compete alongside Jen Thompson. I got to meet Kimberly Walford. And in my eyes, they were kind of the equivalent of a celebrity because those were the, the women that I looked up to and getting to meet them. And both of them are really, really sweet to me. So it kind of left a good impression in my mind. And I hope that I can be that for someone else. Yeah, when you meet, well, like someone meets you in like yeah. South Africa. Or, say, like, <laughs> <laughs> or sees my Instagram and like, oh, she's strong. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of strong. She's it is probably weird to think about like um some kid on the other side of the world that looks up to you. And you're mm-hmm. like you like it'd be really difficult to wrap your head around that. Like when I listen to that podcast, it's it's wild, man. Arian, were you on that podcast, sir? Which one's that? The one with the um what's with Esther yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's wild to like, uh, it probably is wild to hear and, and like think about that. And then when you show up the world championships, um, yeah, like some people are gonna meet you, and um, you gotta like somewhat keep that in mind. Like some people have been waiting to meet you, right? I was, like, I was gonna say, like, I was gonna just say, looking at these nominations, just from the same weight class, there's like you know South Africa, New Zealand, Zimbabwe. Uh, Czechia, Germany, Denmark, Cameroon, Italy, Austria. So some of these ladies may come up to Christine and be like, oh my God, you know, I want to meet you all the time. Can I get a photo with you? People like exchanging like uh, t-shirts and stuff like that. So who knows? <laughs> Man, it's it's wild. like you got Lady Norton taking motivation off. You'd be like, oh, you're fucking <laughs> right. Let's do this. I needed that. Thank you. It, it's, um, it's true. It's one of the things that like we got as humans is like we inspire each other. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm that's something we got like other animals don't have that on this planet walking around. We literally us being together makes us stronger and it's weird. And I don't know why, but like sometimes seeing someone else go through something and doing it makes you be like, okay, I can fucking like you draw inspiration. And when you see them, like load up the bar for that last dead or whatever it is in like whatever sport it is. And you see it, you will be, you'll walk away from that. Be like, Oh, Okay fucking right let's do this let's go this is it ain't over yet you know it does mean something um that's why like this story is like it was a good story i knew it was a good story and and no matter what like it's already now you're coming into this world's entirely different and this is also like now once you hit that accept and you're coming into this world's now you know like last time you couldn't go all out and and you have all like it, it felt different that taste in the mouth afterwards and how you felt afterwards. 
if ever you walk in the gym and you feel like a little lazy about it or whatever, you remember that. You remember all that Kristen Dunsmore. You, if she, if that Kristen's in the room, fucking explain to her why you're not going to move, why you're like going <laughs> to, you know, not do the accessories. Eight weeks to the promised land. Eight weeks you sacrifice. You know what I mean? Like that Kristen for that Kristen Dunsmore that you made all those promises. Let's fucking go, kid. Go all in, and it doesn't matter. I'm ready. It, it doesn't matter what happens after that. Just leave it on the platform. This time you could walk away and be like, whatever the placing is, whatever happens, like I, I came with it, you know, like I actually came 100% with it. So many people are never going to have this opportunity to like dive 100%, just give themselves, be obsessed for eight weeks. It's easy when it's a short eight weeks, you can fucking, how many people never have that in their life? Nothing in their life with this, that special. Nothing has been that special as <laughs> going for eight weeks like that. They, people don't they go through lives to come off work watch netflix do the husband thing wifey thing and go to sleep wake up the next day re- watch repeat for years until they get older and they don't have that one thing where it's like i'm, I'm gonna make a push and see what this shit happens let's just see and the world's gonna watch the end <laughs> it's fucking special it's special Kristen. 10 years from no now pressure. you're gonna be no pressure well i mean look at just do your best <laughs> Do your best. Yeah. And, he, and, and you learned at PA Nats. It doesn't even have to be PRs. And it could be like fucking nobody watching knew what your PRs were. They just seen a sensational battle that came down to the very last deadlift and you pulled for the win and hit it. And you were behind yeah. leading right up to it. And it was amazing to watch. That's all that matters. Yeah. Well, in my mind, I mean, it does matter. It doesn't matter. But in my mind, you know, obviously I want to go in and increase my total. Right. Um, but it'll it'll happen when it needs to. All right, Arian, are you in what capacity going? Are you a head coach? No, the head coach is going to be Mike Zelensky, who is the vice president of Powerful America as well. And then I believe his assistant is going to be Rodney Elm. So I'm just I, I'm just going because, you know, Jonathan won. And he's like, hey, I want you there. Like, you know, it's our first national title. We're going to our first world. So he's in a battle, obviously, to p- potentially win, get that spot for Sheffield. So he wants, like, everything in place. After nationals, he went and bought a Lico bar too. Cause he's like, man, that Lico bar is way different than the Rogue bar. He wants to deadlift on the Lico bar. So he bought that. So he's all bought it. And he's like, you have to come. So then I'm like, okay. And then I've been talking with Jason that if I'm going to be there, I might as well stick the whole time with him. And, you know, if he wants help with Taylor, I can help him. If he wants to help me with Jonathan, he can help me. If anyone else wants help, like, you know, Kristen wants help, then Leah. we can be there for the sessions. Uh, Leah, with the French team, I don't know what the rules are. I think, like, they don't allow really personal coaches. So I think Ben's going to have to just sit in the crowd and maybe Jason sits in the crowd as well. Um, but we'll, we'll see. And then also I can do a refereeing there if I want to. Technically, I've done my four years as a Cat 2, so I can take the Cat 1 exam as well. So maybe do a little bit of that. And then obviously, you know, hang out, go to the pool, go drink, maybe go on a safari or something like that. Do some fun stuff there. Whereas normally when I'm the head coach, you know, you're at the venue every single day, every single session. So you don't get to spend like a day or two going and doing other things. What are you, what are you thinking there, Kristen? Who are you bringing with you? Are you going to have like 10 people, like an honorage since you no. won? Who's your honorage? How deep is it right now these days? Oh God, it's my parents. <laughs> Jeez. it's my parents <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean a lot of people go on these trips alone i was just talking to jonathan yeah. about on the phone today of like the pros and cons because one there's the cost but two it's also like if you go with family and friends and they want to do stuff like they want to go eat and drink and go do things leading up and you're like i can't do anything i have to just like you know sit around and do nothing then you don't want to like yeah. take away from their trip or like maybe make a mistake and go eat something you shouldn't be 
Uh, and then, you know, it just depends too on everyone's like work schedule. How many days can you get take, take off going in and then out and everything like that. So some people are going to go, a lot of people are going to go by themselves and not even bring their personal coaches. I don't know what, what Joey's doing, but I know like, I'm guessing Mike T I'm pretty sure is going, he's already listed that thing for Canada. Jason's going, I'm going, I'm guessing like Chad will go from Rissa, but that might be it. Hmm. Oh, there'll be people around. Penna will be there. Yeah, but I just mean as far as coaches and like family. Yeah. I think like Del- Delaney Wallace said like some of his family's coming and stuff like that. But a lot of people just dad. Yeah, dude, I think it's so sweet when somebody's parents gonna fly to the other side of the world. Like that's amazing. I love that. Like Delaney gets to have that moment <laughs> with his parents. Delaney's such a good guy. Like he's such a nice mm-hmm. guy. Uh, like a genuine dude. Like the same dude that you hear on the podcast when he came on the podcast. I was like, fuck, I like sometimes I could just tell like I like this person and. um uh, I'm not getting that vibe this time, but that's fine. Um, just <laughs> I'm, just I'm just joking. But um, uh, I was like, I like this dude. And then when you meet him at P&Nats, like I spent like a ton of time with like Delaney and Gavin. And it's so funny that they're like roommates at P&Nats. And they're like such like a, I don't know, man. It's it's straight out of a reality TV show. Those two being together, like those two being. They're funny. Partners. They're so funny, man. Yeah. They're good love, people. They're so I love those dudes. Like I could hang out yeah. with those dudes. Like I did hang out with those dudes like every single day. Like every yeah. day. That I was like, my first time meeting Gavin. And I was like, like, like he's freaking cool, man. He's I could I could hang out with him. I, I just like at our, our big dinner, Ryan, the last night, like Gavin and Delaney were like sitting across from each other and they were like talking like Gavin's like, hey, what appetizers do you want to split? Do you want to get like the pizza flatbread? And then, <laughs> then late, later on, he was like, hey, do you want to get like a deep dish pieces to take back to our place and we can eat it later and stuff like that? Like they're like a married couple. Dude, it's amazing. I love those dudes. And like you see them in their videos, like training videos, like train together, whatnot. And like, um, I don't know, but it's a... Uh, there and it's the same thing you were saying, Kristen, about Gavin. I had the exact same impression. Like when I he yeah. came on the podcast, first time he came on the podcast, I had never met him before in my life. And I was like, I like this guy. And then yeah. um we hung out at Worlds like often, pretty often, you know, like like you just form like a crew and then and then freaking had him on the podcast again, PA Nats and like him, Delaney, and they're like good people, man. It's kind of like goes back to like some of these people you meet. Um and you, you can hear my podcast, but sometimes you meet them and it, it's like, whatever, it's a little bit different, but then you meet those dudes and they're good dudes and they're, uh, mm-hmm. easy to talk to and like, you know, easy to hang out with or whatnot. But, um, so that's why like worlds is going to be so much freaking fun, man. And in terms of like pre lift, you know, like you don't got to cut weight, but some of these people who do, like you were talking about Arian, everybody is on the same page at least. Like when you go to a table, like, you know, sometimes if you're hanging out with like a crew from back home and you have a competition coming up. So let's say you got to track macros or whatever the heck you got to do. Nobody there understands. They're like, dude, come on, man. You don't take a night off. And I'm like, I'm like, I mean, you know, we hang out too much for me to take too many nights off. But um, when you're there, everybody's kind of on the same, everyone's on the same page. Or if they're not cutting, they get it though. Like, it's like, I got you. Yeah, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't whatever. No one's going to like try to twist your arm or and even like even about like um, if you're like a little nervous or, or like excited, slightly like excitement and nervousness feels the same. So whatever. If you're a little excited, you're not eating a lot, sleeping super well or whatever it is. Everybody gets it. Like everyone there gets it. You know what I mean? Like it's different. You were at a table where every single person understands exactly what you're going through. 
And um, if you had a good day and you're like, like Taylor and Jonathan, Jonathan, okay. Taylor like always has good days. So fucking, it's not like, like Taylor, come on. <laughs> When's the last time you didn't win, bro? He got like, he got like, that two hundred two bench though. He's like, let's go party. I know, <laughs> I know. And dude wanted to party like this was a big deal. I'm like, dog, you have you missed this motherfucker can't miss. Um, but Jonathan though, he re- it meant it meant a lot to him to go to the IPF Worlds and like have USA across the chest. And he was talking. We'll have him on the podcast, but he was talking about like like he's under five feet tall, and um, he has a daughter, he has a wife, and he was talking to me about like and he'll come on the podcast and talk about it later on but not this podcast and we're listening but different one but he was saying (laughs) it means something when your whole life the way he's been talked to and treated he's like people it will shock you where he can be out with his family and his daughter and like someone could just talk to him be damn look how short that dude right to his face look how little this dude is and like be like and he's like i got you to you and your friends that's funny because you just said that and you leave but he's like I'm 33 and I get that every day of my fucking life. I can't go to the mall without that shit in front of my daughter. You, you, you got to put me down, like literally put me down in front of my daughter, my daughter who hears it all the time. And he had his daughter when he's young, has got to be like, wants to say something. And he's like, it doesn't bother me. Don't worry about it. it. Doesn't bother me. But he doesn't want his daughter to see it bother him, but it fucking bothers him. And like to hear that shit is tough. And uh, he's got a good story. And for him to like go to the IPF world championships with USA across the chest, fucking mean something to a kid like that whose whole life has been looked at a certain way and talked to like that to be like i am physically capable and strong and like i will honor my nation and have like people behind back home cheering for me on eurosport which has millions of people watching and whatnot you know what i mean like i don't know it's it's something so when you show up there to the and you look at the table and it's like a bunch of fucking mismatch like you know what i mean you will have a big ass jesus Oliveras. Jonathan Garcia and everybody's on the same like we're just like I don't know man it's like a weird family dynamic or fraternity we all get it all shapes all sizes all backgrounds you know what I mean and nobody's talking shit like that there you just you earned your right to be there it's a it's a fucking beautiful unique thing so when I'm there man I that's why like when somebody's like um like a Jonathan Garcia is like let's go out let's do something I'm like and, and, you know, maybe other people got to compete. I'm almost, it's almost like my obligation to be like, let's do this, young man. <laughs> I will not let you go out by yourself. Let's do this. this. This is me doubling back on why I went out that night. Anyways. Throwing excuses out there. That's my excuse. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited for it. Um, it is what it is. And you got sponsorships. Do you want to thank any of your sponsors there, Kristen, while we got you on here? Uh, well, SBD, number one, because they've been just nothing but amazing. And uh, Virus International, um, they've been really super supportive and I get nice clothes. So <laughs> isn't, it cool? it. isn't it cool that um, there is a company that's all like fly you around the world now? Like that's a for real yeah. athlete now. Like, it's pretty great there was a time when that was not the case it's like you can't yeah. say it anymore like we always say like oh there's no money in the sport you know like everyone pays like you know thousands of dollars to go to worlds it's like well we can't really say that as, as much anymore because now like depending on what country you're from you got government funding or you get personal sponsors that will cover travel give you equipment all this stuff like that and and give you like performance bonuses you got sheffield coming now like damn so people may make money going to worlds like, at sheffield and stuff like that in a year 
there's bags. Listen, um, if you're somebody like, like if it's, you, let's talk about Leah Babwa. Leah Babwa will get flown out. Um, she'll, you'll get a bonus if you win five to 6,000 US. If you win, there's $177,000 US being handed out by SPD alone. SPD, people, are, depending on how their athletes perform, there's, they'll go right up to 177 or more than maybe this year. 1,000 US just at IPF Worlds. Then last Sheffield was like $330,000. And this Sheffield's going to be more. So that's, that's just if you do like, like, and you're getting flown around the world, like depending on your deal, you can be getting flown around the world, like all over the world, paying nothing. It's fucking a beautiful thing. That's, that's like a beautiful thing, man, in terms of for an athlete. And then on, there's more coming. I know the things in the work that, again, I can't say, and I'll, I'll fucking get so close sometimes. But <laughs> there is more coming to athletes, um, you know, period in powerlifting, but that I know, I know in the works, I don't know what's going on USAPL, but I know in the works for IPF, there is more bags, more opportunities are going to be coming in terms of these like pro meets. Um, mm-hmm. Sheffield's going to be the biggest by far, but there's from Sheffield along down, there's going to be more coming a lot of different opportunities. So you just throw your hat in the ring, you know, and start going down that path. And all of a sudden you're going to fly all over the world, grabbing thousands of dollars here, there, and whatever. And if you're like, top end like amanda lawrence leah bavwa taylor atwood you're you you for real are going to be making your money like a professional athlete just mm-hmm. fucking crazy 2014 <laughs> Kristen dunsmore didn't see that coming <laughs> neither Not did, at all. Neither <laughs> did six pack lap of that <laughs> but, um, how do people get a hold of you for coaching Kristen? um so you can just go to for now um i have some changes in the works too so you're not the only one (laughs) (laughs) um but for now there's a a link on my instagram uh link tree uh for you or anyone who's interested to sign up for coaching or i also offer like a free consult for people who are not 100 sure so i give them the opportunity for us to to chat before they sign up perfect and uh and arian how do people get a hold of you kind sir uh coach arian k on instagram or the strength guys.com i was gonna say kristen is that your website as well kristen dunsmore.com i was like that's pretty yeah. easy you can mention that kristen dunsmore.com or if they forget then they can go to your instagram bio <laughs> or that yeah i got i gotta coach you through this right <laughs> this, yeah this is in terms of clients that you get do you notice um is it is it more women, men, certain size people, or variety? I surprisingly, because of me working for Juggernaut in the past, um, and then doing my own thing and and being an athlete myself, I actually have a variety of clients, uh, men and women, and individuals who do not compete in powerlifting. So general population, all the way to I have a few military personnel. Uh, and then I have a guy who is trying to compete for the Olympic, like USA bobsled team. So, Holy shit. Um, yeah, so I have a, a variety of athletes. 
Yeah, that sounds like it. You, you got like <laughs> multi-sport all across. Because yeah. you know what? Now that I think about it, when I see you reposting people in your story, you do have a variety of different type of athletes all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nice. I think it's, I have like a good, a pretty even, I'd say men and women. Because I've, I've had women on here before and they talk about how like a 300 pound man usually wants to go to a big dude who's going to show them because they don't Mm -hmm. think like how will you know how it feels like but that's not what they don't necessarily realize is like if you do the bro science thing we just ask another 300 pound dude how how he does this thing he's Mm -hmm. like even just no just because he's 300 pounds his femurs his the whole setup is different his squat setup doesn't necessarily shouldn't be your squat setup. You're far better to go someone who actually understands the science behind it, went to school for this, knows what they're doing and isn't doing bro science. Like, well, this worked for me. So this should work for you. I'm 300 yeah. pounds. You're 300 pounds. It's like, that's not the fucking way it works though. It like yeah. you're way better off not doing it that way. Yeah. And actually most of my clients will say the reason that I chose you is number one is a like, being an athlete myself, but also uh, my background and going to school and having an education. There's usually, it's like, I'm intrigued by that. Yeah. Well, it's like actually backed by science, right? Like you actually know what you're doing. You're not just, Hey, I I follow King of lifts and I see what people are doing lately. So (laughs) here's some, here's some Larson presses. Yeah. And that's the main reason that uh, I had reached out to Zach from data driven strength. And him and I are actually, uh, we have one project so far that we are working on, but I'm hoping that we can kind of collab uh, more uh, in the future. Are, are you ready to talk about the project or not? Uh, we're doing a case study <laughs> really? on powerlifting. And so just for being myself, um, you know, one of the, limitations in science is finding women in research um but number one my location being in san diego there's actually a large population of well men and women but also well trained and i think that's obviously missing in the literature so um yeah i think zach and i ultimately will collab on some projects and we kind of made this joke that um you know one of the issues in science right now is especially with uh, resistance training research is that the argument is, well, they were recreationally trained. So it's really hard to get a bunch of power lifters, uh, elite or at least advanced power lifters in the same setting. That's why that research doesn't really exist. So my goal is to take it one step further and be like, well, not only are they elite, but they're also women. So oh, there you go. <laughs> Here it is um yeah how how did are you just gonna like put out a casting call for that or does it have to be done in person I guess or how would that happen yeah so um I mean there's a lot of ideas that I have one being um more of a like a biomechanics study and that would just involve setting up um motion capture ideally it would be in a like a meet so if that's the case then I'm gonna have to get permission from not only the lifter like say if I could set it up around like, I mean, this would be extremely difficult, but also really freaking cool um, to gather this data, like at IPF world, where you have the best of the best in like, you know, like that just does not exist yet. So if, if you could get something 
like that, um, I think that would be really, really freaking cool. Chris, but listen, a lot easier said than done. I don't know if I don't know if you know this, but U.S. has the bid to host IPF Worlds 2023, and it's gonna yeah. Be- and I, yeah, if I could somehow, get, well, number one, we need a a wireless because a lot of motion capture you have to set up um, these like essentially like little balls. So it just wouldn't be practical in the meet, but if you could just do like a wireless and just record people. Um, and then obviously you have to get permission from every single lifter, but something like that, I think, yeah, 2023. If nothing else, the world's <laughs> best are going to be coming to, to Florida. Yeah. So, I mean, even if they, if it's at the meet or if they stick around for something, if you're like, Hey, look, yeah. you're in town, I would love to, you know, whatever. Let's and see. that's the perfect time to do it is when you have all these lifters in one place, mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to get that at any university setting. No, they're going to fly like so. fucking essentially SPD is your sponsor for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to fly them in for the worlds. They Come will. For worlds. Stick around for the research. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, if we could kind of come up with something then um, that'd be really cool. Yeah, I mean, piggyback on it, even if it's not at the Worlds, like if, it, if people stick around for an afternoon or whatever, it'd be crazy if you got names like like Jessica Bittner, Leah Babel, Amanda Lawrence. Everyone. That'd be well, a- we can't name the names, but we can say oh. at a national or international me and you can yeah. assume um, who those lifters may be. But yeah, they, they won't be named. <laughs> I'll be able to pick them out. But I'll look at can, the numbers. I'll be like, that's Jessica Bittner's deadlift. Like, yeah. I know. You're like athlete one, 270 kilo squad. You're like, I know who that is. I know who they exactly. I know who all these people are. I see their silhouettes. I'm like, you know, I know that deadlift setup. I know that Jessica Bittner's deadlift setup that she fucking does. Come on. I do. I do the same thing myself now when I set up pretending to be Jessica yeah. Bittner. It's um, but, uh, but anyways. All right. Listen. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, much appreciated. I freaking, it's been a hot minute since we had you on here, huh? About probably since what, 2019 before Worlds or after? It was after. I've been on like four times now. I think this been, is my fourth time. You've been on a lot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> frick, we'll do it again. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, good luck with training. Eight weeks. Stay healthy. Do everything you got to do and make that push, young lady. Let's freaking mm-hmm. go. Let's rock and roll. Um, I'll see you in South Africa. We'll freaking party afterwards. Okay. If you, <laughs> Sounds good. If that's your thing, it's mine. All right. David, <laughs> I'll talk to you soon, sir. See you guys. Six Bye. out. We're out.